Hey everybody, welcome to the Amazon Book Club. This week we're reading Solar Storm by Marcus Richardson. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow the sun is coming out for you. My name's Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hey, Shane. And this week we're reading a book called Solar Storm by Marcus Richardson. Wow. Okay. Very, very little information about what this is about. Shane literally just heard the title for the first time as it came out of my mouth. Okay, Solar Storm. <laughs> Solar Storm. And I'll, uh, just a shoot, you should know the cover of the book is The Sun. Oh, well, it checks out mm -hmm. in my understanding. In your mind's eye. Ganesh, how about you lean towards the microphone and use it? And read us the synopsis of Solar Storm. Well, first, what do we do on this show, What if I said Austin? no? What if I said I don't want to say it? Then one of us will say it. Yeah. I don't want that. Okay, what we do on this show is every week we read a free ebook from Amazon Prime. We read the first page, the 25% mark, the 50% mark, the 75% mark, and the last page of the book, and then the show is over. But then what do we do? What do we do? Mm -hmm. I, I go, curse. I go to the bathroom. I curse you both on my walk yeah, home. Shane screams. I go to the bathroom and doze off. Ganesh comes in, wakes me up. Then I head home, usually a couple hours after uh, the show's over. That's what I do. All right. So, Ganesh, will you read us a synopsis of this? I always have two guys waiting for me outside with one of those um, metallic victims jackets to drape over me. You have it prearranged? Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the, it's, it's a task rabbit. Hey, it's my rabbit. Um, task rabbits will do anything you want. Anything? Mm, everybody's got a price. The All churn. right, Ganesh, will you read us If the you were like, I have an old butter churn, you got to be churning for hours. Would they be doing that? Probably. I would. Sounds better than what but I'm currently work. up to. That's not a task. That's work. Hey, but if you get paid enough, that's uh, my day is just a series of tasks. And I'm usually shirking them on YouTube. And you do get paid like collectively. You're just getting paid. Your salary is just basically you're paid to do a collection of tasks throughout uh -huh. a year. That's right. And I do about, I'm 50-50. Do you have to be skilled? No. I'm evidence right. of this. Well, we're way off the plot. Kanish. Mm -hmm. Speaking of plots, tell us a little bit about Solar oh, Storm. Solar Storm. Solar guess. Storm by Marcus Richardson. Ooh, the sun's bad again. Ugh, it's too hot. Jay Cantrell will find his family or die trying. He had a perfect life as a small town librarian, married just over a year to his second wife, an airline pilot. Mm, what happened to the first one? He mm. also has a Another daughter. airline pilot downed in the Andes. Damn, dark turn. I just like to give a little backstory when it's not filled in. He also has a daughter in college studying to be an astrophysicist. Mm. He's ready to celebrate the first year of his new marriage as he adjusts to an empty nest in a new stage in life. A real um, skyward bound family. You're right. They can't keep their feet on the ground. Interesting. Maybe something we can uh, keep in mind as we read the book. But the son had other plans and sent a coronal mass ejection as an anniversary present. Ah, oh, Jesus. A what? An, a, a coronal ejaculation? mass ejection awakened before dawn one morning in mid-December by northern lights that blanket the sky. Cool. In central Illinois, Jay's world changes in the blink of an eye. Flying a plane load of passengers to Hawaii. Mm. His, oh, so he's a pilot as well? They're all pilots. No, he's a librarian. His <laughs> wife, Kate. His head is in the clouds. That's uh, Wow, your cats are riled for this episode. How you doing back there, guys? They're hooting and hollering. Well, wouldn't you? This is a good show. Yeah, we should build them little bleachers. Yeah, Give them some foam fingers. Aww. And they would all say Shane on them. We can write it, the peanut gallery. <laughs> Shane Nation. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> you know, I'm okay with that. <laughs> what? The cats are all Shane fans. Yeah, not that even make, you. No, that makes sense. That makes Jeez. sense. Your quest to hurt me, you take yourself down. <laughs> what? <laughs> How dare you? Easy. All right. Well, Shane, Shane Nation has spoken. Cat, cat music gone. Oh yeah, we have a soundboard now. <laughs> Remember that one? Yeah. Jam packed it with sound effects we no longer use. Now at Ganesha's whim. Look at all these devices he's running. <laughs> Jesus. Uh. Uh. Thank you. Got to trim that one a little bit. He hit me with a surprise one. 
right now. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, it's like a greatest hits. Classic. We gotta change these up. <laughs> well, make some new funny stuff. Say good stuff. Oh, uh, give me a minute. Ganesh Reed. Give me some inspiration. Flying a plane load of passengers to Hawaii, his wife Kate experiences the CME in a whole other light and must fight to stay alive every step of the way. Leah, Jay's daughter, witnesses the impact through the eyes of a student far from home. Jay must decide to stay and wait for news of his wife or leave before things get worse to find his daughter. Mm, I like this. Sophie's choice. The problem is, with no electricity, he doesn't know how bad it is anywhere. Will he set out to rescue his daughter and make a harrowing journey through a post-apocalyptic wasteland only to find the power still on two states away? This rules. In a world where electricity is a thing of the past, can there be any hope for the future? How long do you have to wait for the power to be out before you think, like... It's got to be off everywhere. A um, couple days. Probably a long time. I'd say a day. Yeah. One Ooh, day. day. Okay. Yeah. Not getting your 4G. Yeah. Once my 4G is gone. That's true. That is like, Boy. that's crunch time, dude. That's when the weapons come out. <laughs> you bring back my 4G. No, man. We're in New York. We could just like walk down the block and be like, yeah, what's going on? I don't want to talk Someone to my knows. neighbors. Somebody knows what's going on somewhere. Fine. We'll figure it out. Uh, After all, it's not a matter of if a over, CME huh? will strike the earth, but when. Shit. Can this happen? Is this real? A Hell coronal real, mass ejection is going to hit me on my wedding day. Is that it? We got everything? Mm-hmm. Right, so everything. Choose your own adventure. Isn't everything in life. Let's jump ahead to the first page of Solar Storm. Oh, yeah. Here we go. First page, Solar Storm. Uh, burn me up. Well, the book opens with a explanation for what coronal mass ejections are. It's a boner killer, buddy. I'm going to read it. I want to get into the action. Coronal mass ejections. Better be very cool. Yeah. If this isn't cool, I'm going to be mad. I'll kill you. Yeah. Well, I didn't go that far, but there's a I'll kill you too. There's shit. (laughs) Coronal mass ejections or CMEs are huge bubbles of gas threaded with magnetic field lines that are ejected from the sun over the course of several hours. Okay. CMEs disrupt the flow of solar wind and produce disturbances that strike the earth with sometimes catastrophic results. Is that right? Coronal mass ejections are often associated with solar flares and prominence eruptions, but they can also occur in the absence of either of these processes. Shit. The frequency of CMEs varies with the sunspot cycle. At solar minimum, we observe about one CME a week. Near solar maximum, we observe an average of two to three CMEs per day. Oh okay, my. you're losing me. Too many numbers. That's it. That's yeah, from yeah, NASA. Yeah. I don't want any math. I just want to see what it looks like. I want this place to burn. But that was pretty cool. You're not dead meat just yet. You're, not, you're on thin ice, though. You're live meat. Heart beating that meat. Excuse, what? Ah, that, Excuse me? That was a jumble, huh? Okay. Heartbeat. Can you just read the book, please? In All right. <laughs> Chapter one. Here we go. Chapter one. Whoa. <laughs> I just had a solar eruption there. I put that on a shirt. Hard beating that meat. Heart beat. In that meet. Shane Burklow. 2019. <laughs> uh, Chapter 1. Uh, well. J.S. Shaker Cantrell. J.S. Shaker. Sorry to interrupt so soon. I'll be quiet for a little bit. J.S. Shaker. J.S. Shaker. Nope. J.S. Shaker. J.S. Shaker. Uh-huh. Yeah, of the Shakers. Who's on first going on? Looked up from the bloody mess at his feet. He had never taken a human life and struggled with his lack of emotion. In fact, he felt nothing except a sudden weakness in his knees. He sat down hard on the ground and stared at the crimson stain on his bronze-skinned hands. Is that what he's known for? Is a shaken? Mm-hmm. Shaken folks? That's right. He's the shaker. He'd, uh, it's an Indian name, actually, if you'd believe it. <laughs> Is that right? You're telling me there's an Indian character in this book? Whoa! That's all one word? I thought you said his name was Jaya Shaker. Like, Shaker was his last name. No, no. But then Cantrell kind of throws me for a loop. Jay Shaker, this is the future. This is the future, right? Mm. All the, Everybody's intermingled. It's just a cornucopia of cultures combined. Maybe he's Blue Cantrell's son. Or Kim Cantrell is his mom, and he kept her name. More Blue Cantrell and Kim Cantrell married each other. Had a couple of Cantrells. Stop me. Read. He had expected them to shake more after taking a human life. Didn't he need to feel something? Or at least vomit? Jay never thought he'd have to kill someone, let alone sit around and think about what it felt like. He looked down at the still warm corpse in front of him with eyes that watched but didn't see. Somewhere off in the distance. If I killed somebody, I'd close their eyes. Oh, that's really courteous of you. <laughs> yeah. Where'd you go? Night night. Yeah, I go. Bye bye. I think I'll cover him with half dollars. Oh, so I have to send him uh, to the river sticks. Get past the old boatman. That's good. That's thoughtful too. Because mm-hmm. you got to pay the toll. You gotta. Yeah, and so dollars they don't come around them Mm-mm. every day. A couple of CZBs, sack of Now that's a full no. dollar. No, I'm, t- I'm talking JFK's, my friend. <laughs> 
You're going the old 50 cent piece, huh? That's right. Big suckers. The big boys. Uh-huh. You ain't messing around and you plop down a JFK 50 cent piece at Woolworths. All those old coins stink. Yeah, that's what, what? That's what life was like back then. They, they stink, st- Anish. They smell bad. You ever yeah. smell a handful of coins? You ever lick them? Yeah. You get the hose if you lick them. Mm, that seems like a good time. Oh, oh. That's nice of you. Just a quick, just a quick taste. It's going to take some work, folks. Somewhere off in the distance, in another body, another place, sour bile rose in the back of his throat. Tom's time. Break out the pink stuff. His stomach tightened with the sickening thought the man, a boy, really, he just killed, was young enough to have been friends with his daughter under other circumstances. Oh, he just killed a boy? Oh, God, what have I done? One of the boys? The roar of a car driving by caused him to blink. Vroom! <laughs> That's not in the old uh, soundboard. No, I just got to give it a, a manual try. I know. It's exhausting. <sighs> the breeze kicked up by the passing car drove bits of dust and pebbles into his face. Ouch. He felt a gust of warmth, and the surrounding cold air sucked him back to the would-be thief with the caved-in skull. Damn. He really fucked this guy up. Boy, I mean. Panic flared bright and hot in his chest, making his fingertips tingle with suppressed energy. What if someone found him with the body? What if the people in that car called the cops? Get away from this body. Quit looking at it. Why'd you close his eyes? He had murdered someone. I have the common courtesy to close those eyes. If you kill me, close my eyes. Oh, yeah? I don't want to look like an idiot with my eyes open. I'm going to leave one open. Well, that's actually not too bad. It's Makes it look like, like I've, got, I've got a secret. I'm mischievous. Yeah, like a little wink. Uh-huh. Yeah, place one of your hands on your hip. Ooh, I kind of like that, actually. Yeah. When I die, will you do that at I'll, my funeral? Oh, I'll pose you. Oh, yeah. We cool. talk about ourselves dying way too much. Or at least y'all do. I don't. What? Until we get into I don't it. feel like I ever think about myself dying. Except for I'm around you. <laughs> huh probably talk to somebody about that i can give you my therapist number i actually have have a card for my therapist to, uh, to give to you do you yeah i'll take it actually i don't know if i want you to know her name what well i kind of have to if she's gonna be my therapist too well, i don't know if we should see the same therapist I, i'm rethinking this i really don't think you should why not because you're gonna complain about each other well no i wouldn't you think i'm not that, gonna complain about getting you think i complain about austin in my day-to-day <laughs> life <laughs> we will both complain about you well, <laughs> all right well then i'll start seeing this therapist and i'll get the scoop we should just go together couples therapy <laughs> Honestly, I think we might need it. We'll work it out. Y'all going to cry? No. No. I feel good. Are you going to cry? I mean, I might. That's what the- I'm going to come in with half dollars already on my eyes. <laughs> March it in there. Damn. I'm ready. You take me. <laughs> take me to the boatman. If you want it so bad. Oh. You're like. You're- Can you curate them a little better? <laughs> You can also keep pressing them a bunch like they're going to re- You're just stopping them short. Dear diary, today can you really burnt my biscuits? What if the people in that car called the cops? He had murdered someone. Jay looked down at his hands. Was that his blood or the boy's? Lick it. He's, oh, that's mine. Okay. Mm-hmm. He scrambled to his side, groaning with the pain that lanced up his forearms as his hands hit the asphalt. Ouch. Scrape him. That's more blood. Yeah. More of that sweet pomegranate blood. I know my brand. The boy had cut him. Bad, it felt like. He uttered his mother's favorite Hindi curse about the testicles of a goat. Mm. Damn, cool. His hands burned. He groaned. Do you know that one? You know, I knew you were going to ask me that. And no, my mom would never use such coarse language Ah. around me. What about your dad? And if she did, Did she wouldn't teach it to me so she could use it without me knowing. Interesting. Did your dad curse? Do they curse in English? He might have said hell like once or twice. All right. Sorry if he got really mad, he said hell. Sorry if this is too personal. I could ask you this. No, it's fine. That's cool. I'm just curious. I don't know what they said. Like my parents, I don't, my parents never, said shit. It was like a big deal. It was like, yeah. oh, something bad happened. No, I don't think I've ever heard him say fuck. I can count on one hand the number of times I heard my parents say the F word. Fuck. What about the other one? Fart? Friend. Oh, shockingly a low number as well. <laughs> Austin heard fart a lot growing up. Austin, you fart. Austin, your farts are horrible. Yeah, I did hear that. That F word I heard numerous times. Well, yeah, anyway, I just want to dig a little deeper into Ganesh. Maybe expose him a little bit to the, the audience. I never really heard him curse much. Okay. Have I mean, they heard yeah. you curse? Oh, a ton, dude. Too much. Ganesh is a bad boy. He was a rebel without a cause. I'm a rude boy. That's right. If you can't tell. You're rude. You're nasty. Before Ganesh was the astonishing success he is today, he was once... A man on the wrong path. <laughs> Saying fuck and testicles. Saying the F word, smoking doobies. Well, I still do both of those things. Yeah, but in the privacy of your own home. Yeah, my dad's not finding my doobies these days. Yeah. He groaned as he folded his legs under himself and stood to dust off his jeans. The car disappeared down the road. They didn't stop. His heart slowed. His chest stopped heaving. They didn't stop. They didn't call the cops. A tiny voice whispered in the dark recesses of his troubled mind. What cops? How are they going to call on a cell phone to signal? 
Get the gas. Jay turned away from the grisly scene and leaned against the car on one elbow, opening and closing his slashed hand. His eyes found the gas can. pumping my blood out. (laughs) I like the way it looks. How much more do I got? His eyes found the gas can that had been the reason for the unprovoked attack. Oh, I see. It's like apocalypse time and somebody wanted his gas. They're coming for his gas. Is that what I'm hearing? Mm -hmm. All right. So we're post-flare. You think? Oh, yeah. This maybe, is, I'm, maybe I'm jumping We're in, in the thick of it now. Okay, I mean storm, not flare. My mistake. We're in the thick of the storm. Post-storm. Post, we're in the thick of the post-storm. Recovery. Recovery. Jay took a deep <laughs> breath of lung-searing cold air and stared at his shot-up Ford Escape. Oh, Jesus. The sounds of the apocalypse are haunting. <laughs> the moans of people dying from the solar flare. I'm watching it happen. <laughs> what's, what's happening back there? Oh, like humping. It's one of them fucking the other one. Oh, they do me. They do that from time to time. They no, just, they don't. Yeah, they do. They have sex. No, they don't have sex. They're just they're kind of fucking. They're, they're not making kind of love. On, they kind of rub on each other a little bit. It's not fucking. It's yeah. heavy petting. <laughs> <laughs> it had been a boring little daily commuter that took him to and from the library. He prided himself on keeping it clean and polished. Now, bullet holes peppered the doors. The driver's window was a jagged chunk of glass, and a network of fine spiderweb cracks crisscrossed the rear window. Damn. Ooh, it got shot up. Yeah, not good. He couldn't count the number of dents and scratches along the sides anymore. The car looked like it had been through hell. He glanced down at his bleeding hands again. Let's stop there. Allstate ain't gonna like this. All right, let's jump ahead now to the 25% mark of Solar Storm. Solar Storm. Leo woke after a vivid dream of spaceships and explosions to an excruciating need to pee. Quick, his name is Leo. Who are you picturing? DiCaprio. I'm picturing an old man. I don't know. Her name is her name is Leah. Leah. You said that uh, just now? Yeah. Fuck. Leah Thompson. Take Easy. it all back. Caroline in the city. All right, there it is. Marty McFly's mommy. Mm-hmm. She groaned, not wanting to leave the warmth of her bed. With a sigh of resignation, she told herself that was the last party she was going to with Aaron for a long time. She spent the whole previous evening as a wallflower, sipping Coca-Cola and trying to Mm. laugh the lame jokes of the handful of boys who came up to talk to her. Mm. Are we pre-storms now? Was the last one post? Are we jumping in time, you think? Um, Maybe. Or is this like a post-apocalyptic world where they're still drinking Coca-Cola? Getting coked up. It's just No, it's cola. Cold it up. Most of them were drunk and smelled like cheap beer. The long evening of boredom and self-imposed exile only led her further to the conclusion. Oh, your cat's shitting. Press the little button. There you go. Nice. Oh. Nice way to spend an evening. Get it all out there. Good job, little thing. Now bury it. Bury your shame. Do other animals bury? Me? Hmm. I do. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. That's polite. Yeah. You're the polite guy. I, you know, I do what I can. Always got a shovel on hand. For when it's time to go. I'm ready to dig at a moment's notice. That's why I'm Shovel Son. Son of Hose Daddy. Hose Daddy. I'm playing you like a fiddle. This cat's still shitting. He's wiping really hard. He's, oh, his paws are coming out, flailing around. <laughs> the fucking <laughs> freak. It's, it's like a guy trying to escape a burning building. Oh, God. Oh, first, first genuine laugh. I think your cat stuck his little arm out and was airing out his little yeah. He's like, be you. Daddy, it's tank in here. <laughs> Daddy. Get, help. Get the shovel. <laughs> I'm stuck in here, Daddy, with my stink. Mm. Good God, it's terrible. Yeah, you're real close to it. <laughs> Shane's got the litter box seat. <laughs> this is like worse than like some adult humans. Yo. What are you teaching these cats? What are you feeding them? More like. He just went, came back out again flailing that arm. Are you <laughs> yeah, done, sir? Like, this is a rough shit. 
<laughs> Do you not catch a whiff of this? Not yet. Ganesh has that knife. Oh my God. He can still hear the scratch. Can you hear this? This monstrosity. <laughs> this is the it. longest. The cat break music is off now. It's still happening. There he goes. She winced as her feet hit the cold tile floor. Across the small room, Aaron stirred in her sleep, one milky white arm hanging limp from the side of her bed. Mm-mm. Gross. Sickly. Leah frowned at the pile of clothes scattered across the floor. Finals were next week, and Aaron still thought nothing of going out for an all-night party. Leah just didn't understand. That's what I've been telling you, Ganesh. It stinks. <laughs> the smell has brought the podcast to a halt. <laughs> this cat has wrought vengeance upon us. It's, the likes of which we've never seen. It's true. You do all those nasty things in the bathroom, and then these cats oh, have to smell it. Ganesh is walking away. He hung up his cans. Damn, it does smell bad. Ganesh, are you, what are you doing? Are you cleaning this out right now? Oh, we've got an emergency. Uh-oh, hold on. He's got the Febreze He's out. He's spraying this place down. Thought, thank you. Thank you, Ganesh, for the love of God. Get your cat right in the, the backside. He's <laughs> got some on him still, I think. It is a little bit better. Ganesh came through. He brought the... Uh, wow. My man brought the hose. Hose <laughs> daddy. That's all I'm fucking talking about. You let me in control of this thing. You walk away. Let the master work. It smells nice. Strong. Yeah. Strong. You went... You'd... Strong to the nostril. <laughs> Woo, it stinks. <laughs> you didn't split the dip. <laughs> Oh, oh boy. I can see steam rising. From one uh, extreme to the other. Much like a solar storm. Uh, ooh, an assault on the senses. She put on her fuzzy pink slippers and slapped her way into the bathroom. <laughs> Got that on the board? Some daffy duck feet. <laughs> yeah, there it goes. Oh, that's cool. Uh-oh. It doesn't work like that. You can't, like, remix it. <laughs> What? Whoa. Okay, I liked that. That's cool. Was that backwards? Wow. That's like a sound file from like Encarta. Yeah. Damn. Ganesh has finally achieved Encarta level. Frowning again, she flipped the switch up and down to no avail. Great. UI Brookville wasn't the most modern school and she'd grown used to the frequent power outages. Whenever there was bad weather, there was only a little snow on the ground outside and last night had been crystal clear, so she was a little confused why the power was out now, but her bladder didn't give her the option to think too much of it. After relieving herself and washing up, she made her way back to the warm confines of her bed. Sighing as she wrapped her thick comforter around her, Leah snuggled into her little pocket of warmth. Oh, that sounds pretty cozy. It does sound nice. I could go for a big old blanket. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah? Whoa. All right, Shane. Yeah, I could see that. I could see you wrapped in a blanket. I would love to. I'm a little chilled right now. Oh, yeah. You, you want a blanket? Get, I got gotta, some blankets. Yeah, blankets we could use. Yeah, no, I don't like want to. Like an alpaca. I don't want to be difficult. Okay. A wool. Can you wrap us in fine blankets? Felt. We could call Fleece. it a blanket episode. Felt blankets. I got one in every material. I'll take each. a fleece. Yeah, straw. Toss a fleece on me. Yeah, you got a str- an old straw blanket for this old old uh, hayseed. This guy wants to feel the comforts of home. Get your get your horsehair pillow out for this oh, guy. Oh yeah, it was a bed. <laughs> so jokes on you. Shane sleeping soundly on a big old ball of horse. It's got to be like lumpy, man. It wasn't. It was very comfortable until wow. one of the hairs poked out and got you. And then it would draw blood. You were having actual horse hairs. It's just in case you haven't heard all the episodes, Shane used to sleep on a horse hair bed. Very common. A bed, the whole bed. That makes it even weirder than the pillow. Very common for people in like the 1930s to do. Well, you were born in 1988. So <laughs> I'm not sure that you're the right demographic for it was sleeping a, on horse hair. It was a family bed. Did you have like um, an heirloom? <laughs> Were you drinking like thick clotted milk out of a tin, uh, like a pail? That's what I'm imagining. You know what my go-to uh, snack right from was? The udder. What was? You your... guys are gonna make fun of me so hard. What was for your this. go-to snack? Cowtails. I told Kayla, my fiance, this, and she still makes fun of me for it. Let's hear it. I would take a piece of bread and wad it all up really tightly into a ball and uh-huh. just nibble on it. Oh, just old bread ball. It, that's what I called it. You the called bread it bread ball. <laughs> yeah. Mama, toss me a bread ball. Anyway, um, you ever have a little breakfast in, bre- in bed? Bread ball in your horse hair uh, nest you lived in? It was often given to me as a treat while I was in bed. Aww. So if you guys want to just think about this before you ever speak to me again, <laughs> I encourage you to do so. Okay. You should just know where I'm coming from. All right. 
Hmm. Was it you that brought horse hair too? We're getting into everybody's backstory. Soon we'll hear about me. I'm sure. Mystery. What, what, what did you do? That your was bed was a car. My bed was not a car. I'll tell you what did it you was. Get a though. race car bed? No, 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 no. It's even better. It was a, a boat steering wheel. <laughs> Was my headboard. <laughs> oh, so you were a... It was like a sea captain. Yeah, you're a little seaman. Mm, yeah, that vessel sure saw its fair share of seaman, all right. Man in the rig. Spin the wheel. Come on. Ahoy. <laughs> that was when it hit her. She knew the power was out, so she expected the room to be pitch black. Only it wasn't. She opened her eyes and noticed a faint pink glow staining the floor underneath the heavy drapes hanging in front of the window. Damn, is that a, is that a solar storm? It's looking mighty bright out there. Aaron always insisted on having the window as covered as possible to create a tomb-like environment for her to sleep. Light or dark, it didn't matter to Leah. When she was tired, she could sleep anywhere, anytime. It was a trait she picked up from her mother. Her real mother. Ooh, not my evil stepmother. Though uh, Kate liked to joke it was something she learned in the Air Force and passed it on to her stepdaughter. Leah sighed. It's already morning. Damn it. She threw back the covers and sat up. She'd never been able to sleep once the sun was up. A trait she most definitely inherited from her father. I thought she could sleep through anything. <laughs> what happened? We just heard she could sleep no matter day or night. <laughs> but once that sun's up, boy. Oh, I'm awake. <laughs> I'm up and at him. Call me old natural. Call me old faithful. <laughs> Answer to the sun, <laughs> God. Okay? Raw. He I'm blamed made man in the sky. He blamed his childhood and the family farm, but deep down Leah thought it was because he didn't like to waste anything, let alone time for learning. I'm awake. May as well study. She grabbed her phone off the nightstand and unplugged it from the charger, expecting the screen to light up as it always did. Nope. Power's out. The black face of the screen stared back at her. Uh-uh. She tapped it, pushed all the buttons she can think of to turn it on, then frowned. She must have missed the amber, amber alert in the middle of the night. We got solar storms coming in. Sorry. I'm, I was just going to let you sit with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not fine with it. Leo walked over to the window. Oh, the old window. Is that the whole song? <laughs> I made this clip myself. <laughs> and yet you won't let it finish. Let it go. I want is that the whole thing? No, he keeps stopping it. We do some cutting in this one. Jesus. Did you record that one yourself? A little Ganesh special? Yeah, have you seen my Foley studio? Is that what yeah. you call it? It's called, it's called a the, the acoustics in the bowl are quite nice in my studio. I got a coffee can, I fart into it. <laughs> Put the microphone right up in it. I got a coffee can. <laughs> foul, man. I'm a professional. This is a professional operation. It's good. Everyone loves it. Leah walked over to the window and peeled back the heavy thick blanket hanging from the ceiling. She gasped and ripped it the rest of the way down, ignoring the sound of tearing fabric. Outside her window, undulating waves of pink and green light covered the entire sky. It's beautiful. <laughs> Aurora, holy shit, the CME hit already? It was supposed to be tomorrow or today. Wait, what time is it? She squinted up out of the corner of the south-facing window and spotted Orion striding high over the horizon. The bright orange star, Beetlejuice, her favorite, glared down as her... Love that star. Glared down at her as its light cut through the aurora. Michael Keaton, big fan. If Orion is that You see that on the Walk of Fame? I didn't go to the Walk of Fame. You didn't? Well, years ago. And I certainly didn't see Michael Keaton. Oh, you missed it. I didn't see Buster Keaton. If Orion's that high, it must be five, maybe six o'clock. Almost sunrise. Is Buster Keaton at the very beginning? He's Yeah, he's number one. And then it goes from there. Who's number two? Carrot Top. We're just going pure. It's inf political. Influ <laughs> it's, it's, influ it's influence. Yeah, what can you say? It's a, you know, it's a nasty business. Her breath caught. Pay her, to play. Her breath caught in her throat. She glanced down at the dead phone in her hand. It had been plugged into the wall when the CME hit the magnetosphere. She turned in a slow circle, hoping against hope to find the small blinking lights of idle computers, TVs, or radios. Instead, she found her dorm room cast in an eerie pink tint as the auroral light poured in through the window. Sounds ah. lovely so far. Millennial pink. Mm. Color of the decade. Love it. Rose gold. What the hell? growled Aaron as she buried her head under a pillow. Turn out the light. Hey, wake up. Don't wanna, pouted Aaron. I'm serious. Wake the fuck up, snapped Leah. She moved over and shook Aaron's shoulder. That was when she noticed her own breath condensing in the air. Something's happened. You have to see this. That's what it's getting cool out. Judging by the cold air in their room, Leah figured the CME must have hit hours ago and knocked the power out to campus, which killed the heater in their dorm. Oh, I see. It's just winter time. I was like, there's cold when the solar storm hits. She put one hand to her forehead, trying to, trying to brush away the last of her sleepiness. Think, damn it, power's out. 
Leah thought back to earlier in the semester when the power had gone out after the storms. Most of the time, service returned within a day, but that one nasty thunderstorm back in October left them in the darkness for three days. Damn, bad infrastructure. She remembered the long lines at the cafeteria as the school attempted to give away as much food as possible to prevent it from spoiling. She learned to take extra bread and the little packs of peanut butter back to her room after the first day. Free food! Oh, she's gonna be making some bread balls! <laughs> mm, I don't mind the storm. It gives me an opportunity to make some bread balls. Aaron spent the entire time with one of her off-campus friends. Everybody bundle up and light a candle. We're, we're rolling bread balls tonight. What a treat. Leah glanced back into the bathroom. Water. We have to get water from the sinks. When that yeah, electricity. If you've got bread here, I'll make you some. <laughs> oh, Shane's special bread ball. <laughs> I can't imagine the recipe. I'd love for you to give it a shot. Now, the trick is, like, I'm assuming the clamminess of your hands kind of adds to the moisture and keeps yeah, it in it gets the ball. A, a little bit of Shane in there for yeah. you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shane's a special ball. For you, my guys. Aww. Without electricity, the water pumps won't get anything up above ground, let alone up here on three. Last time, we lost pressure in just a few hours. She reached under her bed, pulled out a flat plastic tote, and removed an olive green flight bag. She smiled at Kate's going away present, running her hands over the patch that had Kate's name embroidered on it. We'll stop there. Ah, oh, okay. Well, sounds like the solar storm's getting pretty bad. Waiting for the disaster to strike. The people are the disaster. Mm, ooh. You think? It's not about the uh, event. It's about how you respond to it. Maybe there's critters living in the sun and they get beamed down. Well, now you're... Oh, I don't... And they're going to start walking. This is way different than... And they're hungry. I don't, okay, I don't think so. Let's jump ahead now to the 50% mark of Solar Storm. <laughs> it away. Leah ran to help when her roommate stumbled and fell about halfway down the hallway. Oh, geez, they haven't left the house yet? She noticed Aaron's sunken eyes immediately. Her hair was stringy and dirty and it looked like she'd spend the night outside in a ditch. One day, no power. That's when the dirt comes. That's when you hit the ditch. Leah gasped. Aaron, what the hell happened? Your skin is as cold as ice. Tom followed up on their heels and helped get Aaron wrapped up in blankets in Leah's room. It was a awful. Aaron muttered. Say that again, Aaron? <laughs> what? It was awful. It was oh, awful. It was a howful. <laughs> what was your howful? <laughs> Aaron, enunciate. It was a howful. <laughs> Aaron, what was that? Say that again, Aaron. It's a howful. I get you. Aaron. Get that bread ball out of your mouth, Aaron. <laughs> it was awful. Okay. Thank you, Aaron. Put the bread ball back in. What was awful? Asked Tom. Everything. She turned from Leah to look at Tom. Excuse me, who are you? I'm Tom. He said with a half grin. That only made the puffiness around his bruised cheekbone that much more gruesome. Yeah, Tom took a pop. Aaron nodded. Of course you are. She turned and glared at Leah. What? You went and got yourself a boyfriend now that the world's ending? Yeah, why not? What better time? Let's stay on topic here. Leah breathed, feeling the warmth in her cheeks return. What happened? Aaron collapsed back on her bed with a deep sigh. Oh my God, it's going to take me all week to just to get warm again. <laughs> oh boy, what a whiner. Cry me a river, Aaron. The world's ending. She lay there for a moment, and just when Leah was about to speak up, Aaron began her tale. You know, quick trick to get warm. Yeah, what? Spit on yourself. I don't think that's right. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like you're just kind of shooting from the hip here. It's top of mind? Well, that means it has to be right. <laughs> Top of mind. All right. Well, I went to that party I told you about. You know, the one where you bailed early. G.S. shooting Leah a dirty look. And I was completely wasted. In fact, I woke up drunk yesterday, which isn't that big a deal, except there was no power because, well, nobody really knows why, but it was the cold as hell. Leah nodded, crossing her arms. Yeah, it was a coronal mass ejection. <laughs> oh, what? You know, the thing I was telling you about on the TV before we left? Aaron sighed. She popped a hand out from under a blanket to wave and dismissal. <laughs> That's fake news. I do not care. Yeah, whatever. Nobody knows. Anyway, <laughs> once everybody got up on Sunday morning. Wait, what day is it? Tom looked at Leah. It's Sunday night. <laughs> I think it's Monday. Oh, no school. Sweet. Aaron muttered before continuing. 
Anyway, we all ran out of food pretty quick. There's like 30 of us there. So a bunch of the guys got the idea of heading down to the dining hall. Storm the hall. Yeah, they're just going to do a food fight. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn it. Forgot that was all our food. Leah sat on the bed next to Aaron. She watched Tom's back stiffen. Yeah, we know about that too. We were there for the riots. Damn, we missed some riots? Aaron laughed. Shit, that sounds more interesting than pages we've read so far. That wasn't a riot, babe. That was just a glorified food fight, I guess. Let's see. We called it. Look at us. Mm -hmm. We're pros. I got there just at the tail end. We were there at the beginning, said Leah with a glance at Tom. Well, you got out at the right time. Things got really bad once people realized all the food was gone. Uh oh, the green pies are coming out. <laughs> people got real messy, Leah. <laughs> You're lucky to live after that one. They started spraying seltzer everywhere. Real clown show out here. Do you think it was great to film food fights on TV? Are food fights? Are a food fight? Are food fights real? Yeah. Does that really happen? I've been in you've two. Been in, you've been you've in two been food in fights? Two? Where there's with more than one person? I, you I started one. Okay. How many people were in it? The first one well, it was in second grade, and it was like a handful of kids. But the second handful, one. Handful. Wait, no. Don't skip past mm -hmm. this. How much is a handful? Five? Yeah, about five. All right. Modest. Now the second one. Let's the second it. one was in, I believe, seventh grade. Oh, wow. Prime food fight. Time. And it oh, was yeah. at least in pop a culture. lot of the students at lunch. Give like, me an estimate. I would have to say at least a quarter of the students in that room. Out of, well, this, I'm not dealing percentages, but I'm on raw numbers. I don't know, man. It was a pretty big room. 100? It was a big school. 80? 50? 30? Is it your whole grade? The whole grade? Was I don't it? remember how it was done, but there, was, there had to be at least 100 kids in there. All right. That's what did I want. Did someone yell food fight? Was someone you? did yell food fight. It <laughs> was, was it not you? me. You didn't stand up and go, food fight. And the worst part, though, it is uh, it was pizza day, and I wanted to eat my pizza. So I ate my pizza. I just threw my crust. Nice. <laughs> wow. Well, you got into the spirit a so little. Actually, you didn't really participate much at all. You kind of were pretty selfish. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, food fights are funny because kids at that age, you're just told to, like, never play with your food. Just to eat your food. Mm -hmm. That is like the one true act of like group rebellion that kids have. It's true. It's all we got, dude. That's yeah. all they got is a food fight. And it's like no one really gets hurt. I mean, you might get some like sauce in your eye or something like that, but yeah. no one, no one's you getting hurt. You just get messy. I want to catch a, an eye full of cocktail sauce. That'll burn. What if everything was just solved by food fights now? Like What a pipe dream, hippie. Wow. <laughs> but there is something like primal <laughs> that happens in you when you're a child and you just hear... Food fight. Like, you feel like you have to participate. I've never heard of that. Never been a part of it. Every meal I've ever eaten, I've finished. <laughs> Ain't nothing left to throw. Sorry, guys. I did my job here. <laughs> when the guy kid yells food fight, I am I am uh, patting a large cloth napkin to the corners of my <laughs> mouth like a cartoon. Mmm. <laughs> delicious, mother. You missed me again, everyone. Oh, that's me. <laughs> Terrific timing. Whoever had the apples would be the king of food fights. This <laughs> is really hard food. <laughs> I brought coconuts. <laughs> Duck. You're just swinging pineapples around. This kid with a thermos. <laughs> I got a steel thermos. <laughs> Cracking kids in the head. My kill to death ratio is through the roof of no, this food fight. You mean the students? Asked Leah. No, no. The townies. They're the ones who started that mess in the first place. Somebody got the bright idea to raid the dining hall before the students got a chance to have food, which is totally not cool since we're the ones paying tuition. Well, I guess our parents are. Yeah, and they're the townies. Let the townies in. They're paying your, your tuition, kid. What happened after the riot? Tom interrupted. Aaron sat up on our elbows and fixed Leah with a penetrating stare. Pushy, isn't he? You can do better, honey. Aaron, she sighed and flopped back on the bed. I told you, there was no riot. The real riot happened yesterday. Once the townies figured out the dining hall was out of business, they turned on all the local shops. Main Street got straight up wrecked. Main Street. That's where the town hall is. Tom stood and moved to the window. He pulled back the heavy blanket and peered down to the street two floors below. That must have been all the noise we heard earlier. He turned back to face Aaron. Those weren't firecrackers, were they? Aaron stared at the ceiling and rubbed the back of her neck. Oh, it's heavy artillery. We no. lost a lot of good men last night. <laughs> the cops. They started shooting. Uh, oh my. Ugh. Then one of the townies shot back. Oh, yeah. Was anybody hurt? Lots of people. I don't think anyone was shot. Most everyone who got hurt. <laughs> everyone was just shooting guns in the air. Most everyone who got yeah! It's like the A team. Most everyone who got hurt got trampled, like me. Ah, shit. Let's stop there. You ever been trampled? Oh, no. Yeah, how about you guys? That's not for me. No, dude. Yeah, me neither. I've never put myself in that situation. Yeah, I don't either. All right, let's jump ahead now to the 75% mark. So I'm big. How are you going to get me down? What? I'll knock you over right now. Oh, get yeah? up. Get up. Take those cans off. I'm knocking you over. Let's jump ahead to the 75%. 75%, is that right? Yep. Oh, thank God. Of Solar Storm. <laughs>
we go, Ganesh. We're reading the 75% mark of Solar Storm. Please read for me. Alan took a step forward. His face, lit by the green auroral lights in the sky, took on a sickly green pallor. Well, the light's green. Yeah, it makes sense. Kate jostled the squirming boy in front of her and dangled him like a bass near the fire. What? Ooh, dangling a boy over open flame? No, 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 no. First rule of a boy. No dangling. I mean it, Alan. Back the fuck up right now. Whoa. Alan raised his hands but maintained his hunched position. Kate saw in his eyes that he wasn't giving up just yet. Don't hurt him. He's just a boy. Oh, just a sweet boy, pleaded Stacy. That's my boy. Shut up, Stacy. That's right. Alan and Kate said in unison. A slow smile spread across Alan's face. Oh, I'll get that boy. I like you. You've <laughs> got guts. But that boy... That boy is mine. Kate backed away, keeping the fire on her right, and Donnie in front of her like a shield. Her eyes darted back and forth at the rocks on the ground. Donnie is the name of a human shield. If your name's Donnie, you're in the front of the pack, buddy. You're 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 taking the brunt. Yeah, of I'm ducking behind you. There's no way you're in charge, Donnie. You're a pure meat shield. Get out there. Absorb some bullets while the rest of us get out. What's Man, an Albert bullets? for you? Albert? He's the thinker. He's my general. He's the thinker for you? That's your general? Mm-hmm. Okay. My general's uh, George. My general's beefsteak. Whoa! Your general's missing some limbs. <laughs> Whatever. Illuminated by the eerie green and yellow roar display above and the orange fire on her right. Where the hell is my car? She glanced over her shoulder. There you are. Ah, right where I parked it. Behind me. <laughs> Don't even think about it, Miss Pistol Pants. I've got the keys. Whoa. That's your nickname, Ganesh. He's Mr. Pistol Pants. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mr. Piss's Pants. Alan said as he pulled a keychain out of his pocket and dangled it in front of the fire. You may have my keys, but you don't have my fob. I got pushed to start. Leaving you in my dust. You want to get out of here? You're going to have to come with me. Kate dissected her tactical situation. Her hands were bound and totally full of Donnie's throat. (laughs) (laughs) Donnie, I'm sorry, but I got to do it. Sorry, my hands are tied and I'm strangling you. You just got a throat for grabbing. You ever see a Donnie you didn't want to choke? Osmond, I guess. I was going to say Are you kidding me? I don't He's really prime know. choking material. I'd pat him on the head. I'd love to just strangle Donnie. Yeah, kiss him on the cheek. Yeah, well, maybe while I'm strangling him. How close would you get to his face when you're strangling him? Well, I would keep it distant so he can't bite. I don't think I'd strangle him, but I would give him like a nice little neck hug. I think you, know? you would get really up in there. And, well, and once the light started to leave his eyes, I may get closer and oh just say, God, you had this coming, with Donnie. You, you should have said, this hey. This is what you get. You should have said, hey, hey, I'm the monkeys. Yeah, he's not in the monkeys. <laughs> what? Oh, what was he from? Donnie and Marie. Uh, I say, I'm a little bit country, <laughs> and you're a little bit dead. And then give me a kiss on the forehead. So you get for looking at my woman, Donnie. Who, Marie? My mom. <laughs> Stay away from her, Don. Her eyes shifted away from Alan, seeking anything she could use as a weapon. Scattered rocks laid her feet around the fire, some smooth but most jagged. Pretty good weapon. Mm. What else you got? The ground was dry and dusty, evidenced by the clouds kicked up by Donnie's feet as he struggled to breathe. Mm. No, clouds are bad uh, weapons. Dust is pretty good, man. You might have asthma or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. What else is in there? It had been a long time since this part of the desert had seen any significant rain. Damn. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah? <laughs> you have to let my boy go at some point, and then you're all mine. This is big talk. I'm never letting this boy go. Kate's mind raced in time with her heart. Alan had at least a head on her in height with a corresponding wingspan. He'd be able to hit her before she could hit him. Yikes. He also looked like he had at least 50 pounds of muscle on her. Kate had to bet on his emotions getting in the way. That would go a long way to even out the playing field. But would it be enough? Only one way to find out. Charge him. Choke Donnie. It's time to resist. Without warning, Kate ripped her hands from the boy's throat and stretched toward the sky. He froze, unsure what had happened, and Kate used that moment to drop her arms down and shove Donnie, sending him crashing into Alan. The two of them staggered back while Alan disentangled himself from his gasping, flailing son. Ah, my pathetic boy! Kate took advantage of the confusion and backpedaled away from the fire. She stopped just on the edge of the ring of light and gathered up a handful of sand and dirt in her right hand. There's some, like, embers in there. It's gonna gonna burn. In her left, she selected a small rock sporting a sharp edge. Ooh, man, she's prepared. She's got dust. She's got blade. She's got the element of surprise. She looked up in time to see Alan throw his son to the ground with a curse. (laughs) God damn it, boy. You failed me, you fucking boy. (laughs) You shit fucking bitch. You ass shit boy. And start toward her. You goddamn hell boy. I'm gonna make you pay for hurting my boy, bitch. Oh, (laughs) no. 
Don't say the B word, man. As he walked toward her, he unbuckled his belt with oh. deliberate movements. Oh boy, oh boy. Kate kept her face impassive and showed no emotion oh, at she's all. She's going to slice this dude's fang off with a sharp rock. Yeah, and, or, and then get all dirty with the dirt. Yeah, okay. She shifted her weight to the balls of her feet, tensed her legs, and waited. Ready to strike. He stripped the belt off his waist and hung it like a whip from his hand. Oh, dear. Stacy! Stacy! <laughs> Stacy, help Donnie. Oh, my. He called over his shoulder. I'll be back in a minute. Uh-oh. You leave her alone, Alan. Who's Stacy? Stacy cried, hunched over Donnie. You're still my husband. Oh, Stacy doesn't know how to pick him. The wicked smile on Alan's face, bathed in firelight, told Kate what he thought of the sacred institution of marriage at the end of the world. Dude, this guy's fucked up. Is he a fucking rapist? He seems very bad. I want this dude to get it. Hot embers in the eyes. She waited until he was almost on her before she flicked up her hands and unloaded the fist of sand into his face. Yes! Ah! He cursed and threw his hands up to block Blast. the incoming cloud, but it wasn't fast enough and took the full load in the eyes. Ah, a load uh, of dust in my retina. I took the full load! She slashed down and felt her rock bite skin. <gasps> Damn, she's fucking this guy up. My thing! Oh, no, I wanted to make more boys. Alan howled and staggered back. My boy maker. <laughs> blinded and bleeding as his hands flew over his face. Ouch. Stacy screamed and Dottie coughed. <coughs> Fuck you, Dad. Kate ignored them all and dropped to one knee as she used her rock to slice through the duct tape on her wrists. It was working, but not fast enough. Oh, she was bound? She yeah. only cut halfway through when Alan roared and charged. He had his arms out wide and leaned forward as if to tackle her. Oh, this scene's nuts. She knew with his speed and size, he'd flatten her. Once on the ground, she'd have little chance of escaping whatever punishment he wanted to dish out. Dear. Kate, however, had grown up with three older brothers who taught her more about wrestling than anything else. Oh, shit. She castrated two of them. She hesitated a split second to give Alan time to get within range, then aimed her shoulder at his waist. She rammed her body into his hips with enough force to spin him around and flung herself toward the fire. They both ended up on the ground. Kate scrambled to her feet and at the same time he did. A battle of wills. I'm gonna have a lot of fun breaking you. Alan rumbled, dusting off his shirt. Pretty cocky for a guy with eyes full of dirt. Kate stretched her arms straight out in front of her and pulled her fist back to her chest in one lightning quick movement. The damaged duct tape on her wrist parted with a painful snap, but her hands are free. Now it's my turn. Ooh, did Whoa. she say that? Alan charged again. <laughs> this like time, anime fight. Hell yeah, she flew up ten thousand feet in the air. At the <laughs> now it's my turn. The pulsing sun. This time, it. this time a little more wary than before, and it turned out with good reason. Kate didn't let him take the lead this time. She reached forward and threw several quick jabs at his face. Oh, it was enough to throw him off balance and put him on the defensive. That was all the time she needed to lash out with her right leg and put all her strength against his kneecap. Oh. She and caps? Got it. Ooh! As he caught the motion of her leg, Alan threw his hands down and shifted his weight to protect his groin. Oh! But Kate knew kicking a man in the balls would only temporarily disable him yeah, and it. most likely send him into a blind rage. That's why you gotta cut him off. A man can't fight if he can't stand. Her, in the old, her older brother Sam had always been fond of saying when she'd been the only girl growing up in a farm full of boys. Kate bounced back a step after she heard the surprisingly loud crunch of Alan's knee collapsing. Ouch. Jeez. He screamed in pain and fell to the dirt, clutching his leg. She moved sideways from her disabled opponent, still on her toes. Kate kept her bloodied fists up and ready to engage the next threat. Her eyes looked on Stacy's. I trusted you. I helped you. Stacy closed her eyes and looked down, sobbing into her son's hair. It's okay if you kill my husband. I'm so sorry. He had it coming. He's pretty I, bad. He I sucks. didn't know what else to do. You fucking bitch. <gasps> screamed Alan. You broke my goddamn knee. Yeah. He yelled again, the echo fading into the surrounding desert. Break the other one. Yeah, come on. Stacy tried to hug Donnie, who shoved his mother to the ground. The ungainly teenager got to his feet and glared daggers at Kate. He tried to say something, but his throat was too raw from the choking she'd administered. <laughs> <laughs> Bite down, boy. He's just been strangling this little kid. <laughs> the, and now kicking the shit out of his I had you dad. once, and I'll choke you again, Donnie. <laughs> the tear tracks on his face looked comical as he glanced from his <laughs> writhing father to his crying mother. Damn, she. He is just roasting this kid. He stared again at Kate with nothing but anger in his dark eyes. Kate flicked her hand at him. What's the matter, Donnie? You don't like it when your girls aren't tied up? Damn, I want her to kill this whole family. Why don't you come on over here and I'll line you up next to daddy? Do it. Donnie's going to cry running. Get her, son! <laughs> Commanded Alan through clenched teeth. Teach that bitch a lesson. Kate debated walking over and kicking Alan in the face, but decided with that. <laughs> 
Uh, Kate is in complete control here. But decided with that step three of the S.E.R.E. plan completed, it was time for step four, evasion. She turned and sprinted for the car, throwing the door open and illuminating the car's interior. Let's stop there. What? No. Are no. you kidding? Get we never no. get scenes like this. A cacophony of shouts erupted behind her, intermingled in the defiant shouting from Alan, reminding her he still had the keys. She heard Stacy plead with Donnie to leave Kate alone. She risked a glance over her shoulder and saw Stacy move to Alan, who dragged himself toward the fire. Donnie remained standing at a distance, his skinny arms locked in his guide in impotent rage. You still need the keys, right? Alan growled between gasps of pain. Sweat shone like drops of fire on his face. Kate smiled as an idea formed in her head. She looked down at the dusty, ill-packed bags Stacy's family had added to her car. Hey, 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 what are you doing with my stuff? Snarled Alan. Kate, what are you doing? Asked Stacy. Kate dropped the bags <laughs> near the fire and dusted her hands, glaring at Alan. Give me the keys. Fuck you. You broke my leg. Want me to break the other one? You are trying to rape me. It's the new world order. Better get used to it, honey. The strong will take from the weak. Damn, she just kicked your ass and you're still talking She's shit. She's still going. Hell, and you dog. Just put his face in the fire. Yep. Says you, Kate muttered. She looked at Stacy and almost felt pity for the smaller, trembling woman. Almost. She bent down and scooped up the smallest of the three backpacks. Whose is this? Donnie's? Kate, he doesn't have anything you need. Stacy began. Kate ignored her and dropped the bag into the fire. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Fuck you, Donnie. <laughs> Donnie squeaked in protest and lurched forward, but Stacy kept her from getting too close. My Legos. Kate watched as the fire melted the bag and consumed the contents. You bitch, yelled Alan. Kate picked up the biggest bag, which she presumed to be Alan's. Hope Donnie's inhaler wasn't in there. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> He did cough earlier. <laughs> she had no idea what was in there, but whatever it was, she hoped it might explode when she dropped it into the fire. Keys? Fuck you, growled Alan. Kate tossed the next bag in the fire, sending up a shower of sparks. Alan screamed incomprehensibly on the ground. Stacy shrieked again in the background. <laughs> yeah, this scene is so fucking intense. <laughs> like- <laughs> If this was a movie, my jaw would be dropped open for this whole scene. Damn, she is straight up torturing a family. (laughs) And like, it's good. It's really good. Good for her. Stacy shrieked again in the background, but Kate picked out the jingle of keys as they bounced off a rock near her foot. Get it out of the fire, pleaded Alan. Mission accomplished. Kate swooped down to pick up her keys and spun on her heel and raced for the car. <laughs> Bye. Ignoring the shouts of protest from behind her, she launched herself into the car and slammed the door. Out of the corner of her eye, Kate watched Donnie and Stacy scramble to pull the flaming backpack from the fire. My baseball car. Something heavy bounced off the side of the car as Alan threw rocks. By the time she got into gear and hit the gas, Donnie was running at the car. She sent up a spray of dirt and pebbles in the teen- <laughs> into, the, into the teenager's face and peeled out. And Donnie like, really got taught a lesson. Here. Tires slurring dirt and dust as she headed east on I-10 into the desert. Damn. Oh, stop there. Fuck you, That's Donnie. That was one of the best scenes we ever had, for sure. That's up there with that other uh, book the where the guy's fire. on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that is a good scene. That's what this podcast is for. Eventually, <laughs> we hit something good. Man, all right. I'm revved up. I'm, I'm jacked. I'm ready to finish this book. Let's jump ahead to the last page. Of solar storm. Oh man, my blood's still pumping from that last scene. Fucking Donnie getting walloped <laughs> by Katie in the desert, choked, pebbles to the face, Ooh, broke strangled, his, broke his daddy knee. That's rough stuff. All right, well let's hope this. Uh, this last page is just as action-packed, with maybe a little resolution. Kanisha, let's read Solar Storm. In the dim light, Leah looked down at her hand and saw it was covered with something dark and wet. Oh my god, I stabbed that man. Damn, all right. As her hearing returned, she realized the defending students didn't scream in terror, but cheered in victory. Leah sagged against the concrete center block wall and slumped to the ground, resting her head between her knees. We did it. We beat the sun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> her entire body shook as an adrenaline rush left her shaking. Tom called out her name once, twice, three times before he finally pushed his way through the crowd and dropped to the floor next to her. Leah, are you okay? Where you hit? It was only then that she heard the wailing from the other side of the hallway. No, but no. Before she could say anything else, Tom enveloped her in a bear hug. The smell of stale sweat and dirty clothes overpowered the metallic smell of blood on her hands, and for oh, a moment... Oh, what a concoction. She closed her eyes and succumbed to the warmth of his embrace. Can't get that at Yankee Candle. Well, you could. Blood, sweat, and tears. They saw that? Yeah. Seasonal? It's the summer. They're falling back. You did it. He whispered into her hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. (laughs) As relief washed over her, a new sensation gurgled from Leah's stomach. We won? Tom held her 
in his embrace a moment longer, and she felt the wetness of his tears drip on her neck. Everything's wet here. We did it. Leah promptly threw up all over him. <laughs> Holy shit. Hell yeah. A little celebratory Ooh, puke. Now you're talking about wetness, Austin. I've done it. The two of them, now liberally covered with vomit, laughed. This is fun. This is this book is raw. I tell you, didn't expect what we were getting into here. Holy shit, did you see that look on the guy's face when Leah nailed him with that knife? Hunter laughed as one of the girls hugged him tight. Ah, shit. That was fucking badass, man. That guy's life flashed before his eyes. Leah closed her eyes and gently disentangled herself from Tom. Hope he didn't have a family. She wiped her face with the back of her right hand, clenching her teeth against the smell of blood on her left. So, now what do we do? Asked Tom. We bury him. He sat back on his heels and looked over his shoulder. We parade him around town. This is what you do if you cross Leah. Well, first we close his eyes. Get your half dollars ready. Aaron, you hear anything? Hang on, man, Aaron said. He picked up the knife Leah discarded and grabbed the flashlight from another student. I'll check it out. As soon as the fire escape door closed behind him, the celebration in the hallway died. More than one student braced themselves when they heard someone coming back up the stairs a few minutes later. Leah released the breath she'd been holding and smiled when the door opened. I think they finally gone, guys, Aaron reported. His words set off another round of celebration. What's the deal here? Was this town taken over by, like, marauders or something? <laughs> yeah. Just the bad rough-and-tumble bikers came through and took advantage of the solar storms? <laughs> Is that what I'm hearing? His words set off another round of celebration. One of the students emerged from their room across the hall. He's right. I saw just a bunch of people dragging bags full of stuff out of the way of the building. Two guys carried somebody away by the arms. I think that's the dude you shanked, Leah. <laughs> Damn, Leah, in cold blood. The guy is shanked. It's like we're in prison. Did I kill that guy? Sounds like it. Leah wiped her bloody hand on the carpet and furiously tried to scrub the blood from her fingers. I want my dad, she muttered. She held her trembling hands before her face and cried. The end. That's the end. All right. Leah just killed a guy. The story resumes in Solar Storm Book 2. Jeez. That's quite a cliffhanger. I don't know what to make of it. That was brutal. There's a whole lot of blood and violence and puke. A lot of puke. Lot, loads of puke. Tears. There's a real, a lot of bodily functions in this book. Food fights? Supposedly. Lordy. Okay, well, let's say that this was a big old Hollywood movie. Yeah. Who would you cast in it? Who do we got? Who are, who are we working with? Who are the characters? All right. So you Surely got the, somebody here you remembers the, the characters. You got the father. Oh, yeah. Wait. What was his name? Short on details here at the end of the book. Cast the father. Uh, uh, Jay Cantrell. Jay as Shaker Cantrell. Well, he's Indian, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Ooh, okay. Who's Indian? Ganesh? You don't know a single Indian actor? (sighs) Cal Penn? (laughs) Is he Indian? Is that the only one you know? Dev. You know. You know. Oh, you're you're giving Shane cheat. You're cheating. He just said Dev. Yeah, Dev Patel. Okay. I like Dev Patel for this. You know, I'm thinking... Uh, I'm cool. Like I'm thinking, uh, If you're going older, I guess Cal Penn would, would work. No, no, like no. A no. father figure. It's between Ben Kingsley. No, what? <laughs> and, and Fisher Stevens? And Fisher Stevens. <laughs> I think I'm leaning Fisher. I want a younger vibe for this role. The greatest oh, Indian American oh, Fisher's actor. busy doing Succession season three. Is he in that? Is he in Succession? Mm-hmm. Fisher season. Stevens? Yeah, in season two. What? Yeah. Damn, Damn I, just finished, I just finished season no, one. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. Who does he play? He's like the PR guy. Oh, that is him, isn't it? Jesus yep. Christ. Oh, shit. You never told me there's an Indian American oh, in succession. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, who else? Who else is in this book? We got uh, we got a second wife, uh, Kate, who just kicked a whole bunch of ass in the desert. Yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. Who is that? I'm thinking like... Anne Heche. You see Anne Heche kicking some oh, ass in the first yeah, yeah, definitely. She's an action yeah. star. I'm seeing a, here's why I'm saying, I'm seeing a woman with like short hair. Like maybe a Jamie mm-hmm. Lee Curtis. Yeah. Oh, she'd be good. Yeah. yeah. Right. She'd be great. That's just what I'm seeing in my mind's eye. Sigourney Weaver. I'm Sigourney Sigourney like, Weaver could uh, be Evangeline good. Lilly or something like that. No. <laughs> no, no. Who? No. You know what I say to that? <laughs> cool. <laughs> the delay. The drawn out. <laughs> Extend over the table to hit one button on the soundboard. <laughs> Very cool. Smooth. Yeah. Okay. That actually. Kobe. That was. That's the sound effect I would have used to describe the timing on that sound effect. Yes. Okay. And who's the guy that she's kicking the shit out of? Oh. Alan. Alan. That's. Uh, Alan what's his Rickman? Name? No, no, no. It's Putty from Seinfeld. What's that guy? Patrick Warburton. Patrick Warburton. Yeah, him. Mm-hmm. That's the guy she's kicking the ass of. And Donnie. Mm-hmm. Oh, little teen Donnie. Teen Donnie. He's very unlikable. Let's do a little Timothy Chalamet. That's a Chalamet. That could be a Chalamet. Mm. 
maybe a, a strangled scene you know he would go for that's that. a shallow maybe for me oh. uh <laughs> who else are we working with in this leah leah oh, we is... already said i mean leah thompson i think is what i didn't we somehow talk about this already yeah uh who else her uh boyfriend tom tom don't recall him Let's do Tom Wob, Wobsgams from uh, Succession. Yeah, he's going to play the, the boyfriend of a college-aged girl. <laughs> I mean, I've heard I've heard less believable things. Who's directing this sucker? Oh, man. This is going to be James Cameron. This is going to be a Brian Singer. <laughs> his his <laughs> comeback. It, it is going to kick up a lot of trouble in the, in the trades. Oh, boy. Damn, Damn I didn't put the boo sound effect it's on the soundboard. He really ill prepared. Who's writing it? Kevin Spacey. Oh, no, 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 no. No, he's just executive producing. <laughs> what is this? Wow. <laughs> Inappropriate for sure. <laughs> um, okay, that's is that the end? Is that the end of the episode? Uh, yeah. Give me the wrap up. We just finished talking. You're insane. <laughs> this, I feel this will be the first and last time we use the soundboard, probably. Join us next time for better time sound effects. I uh, have a request for the soundboard. Yeah. Right. I want the uh, thing from Willy Wonka where um, Gene Wilder's like, You lose, sir. Is that a gun <laughs> you just did for me? It was a gun, like, cocking but not shooting, which is upsetting. Just think a button where it's like, You lose, sir. I, you lose. Good day, sir. You lose. Good day, sir. Yeah. See, if we had the button, I'd know it. I'd get it right. Yeah, so, yeah. can you please get the button? We'll see what we can All do. Right. Thank you to Morris Reese for our music, to Chris Linguist for our artwork. Thanks to you for listening. You can find us at bookclubpodcast.com, AMZN Book Club on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can go to patreon.com slash AMZN Book Club and pay us $5 a month, and we'll give you some extra episodes and a chat room where you can make fun of us to our faces, and we have to accept it because you pay. Let's see what else you can uh, give uh, us a call. Us a five call. six seven three zero nine zero three five seven. Fair enough. Five call. six seven three zero nine zero three five seven. Call that in. Call that number. You will leave a voicemail, and we'll see. Maybe you might just make it on the show. Uh, that's it. Goodbye. Have a great harvest. Yeah.